0: your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action
1: Tribe? AG here, host and founder of My7Chakras, my Seven Chakras, the show where we provide you ancient wisdom for self-healing, abundance, and transformation. In today's episode, we're going to chat with a composer of healing music and a pianist, and we're going to learn how to bring more harmony and more serenity. Into your life by talking about the seven keys, uh, seven keys to serenity. Okay, I'm going to show, show you how the book looks. Uh, it's a beautifully designed book, but we're going to talk with Serge Mazarand in a couple of minutes. Uh, but before that, let's listen to a recent five star rating and review from a listener named Christy Lopresto, who writes A friend of mine introduced me to this podcast, and honestly, it is so amazing. I try to stay focused on my spiritual practice, yoga, meditation, etc. This podcast just seals everything together for me. Busy days, I listen to the podcast while getting ready for work or while doing things around the house. I love this podcast so much. I've been introduced to so many different healers, people, and books. I love audiobooks. Thank you so much for sharing this with all of us. Christy Lopresto. Action Drive. if you'd like for me to read out your review, as well then make sure that you go to this link my7chakras.com forward slash review my7chakras.com forward slash review and you know send your message and i'll make sure to to read out your message to our global audience all right so our guest for today is a classical improvisational pianist and composer of healing music he records and writes under the private label and brand keys to Serenity. Now, born in France, he established very early on in his life a profound kinship with nature and music. Yet he chose to study business and pursued a corporate career, marketing luxury frequencies throughout the world. Midlife spurred him to embrace a radical lifestyle change and mood. By his love for water and fishing, he immigrated to Canada to build and operate a floating Salmon fishing resort on the north coast of British Columbia. The man of action transformed into a man of reflection when he settled on the banks of an enchanted river, which became his mentor. And after more than 20 years of introspection and meditation, he was inspired to crystallize his reflections into written notes. Seven Keys to Serenity is his first book. So, Action Tribe, our guest for today is Serge. Mazarant. So, Serge, welcome to our show. And I'm so glad that we're having this conversation right now.
0: Good morning. Good Good morning. morning. Aditya, this is a great honor and a pleasure to be with you today. And uh, I'm so excited to be talking about all this with you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Likewise.
1: Likewise. And, you know, we always begin our interviews with a dose of inspiration. So, if there's one inspirational quote, on your mind right now what is it and how do you apply that quote in your day-to-day
0: life there are so many quotes that i had a hard time uh thinking about one that stands out uh, among other others but I, I finally settled for one that is by a german poet uh, called novalis and it's not his real name his real name is very complicated it doesn't matter but he said every disease is a musical problem and it's cure a uh, musical solution. So this is, I find a a very inspiring uh, quote that encapsulates uh, the content of my book and and my uh, my premise as to our, ourselves being the, the instruments and, and of our lives and creating the sound of our lives. Got it. Does that make sense?
2: Oh, yeah, it
1: totally does. And we're mm-hmm. talking today, Action Tribe, if you're listening and paying attention and taking notes, we're talking about using our own lives and our own bodies as instruments and sort of understanding what is that, you know, symphony or that piece of music that is waiting to be played in our own lives uh, silently for the most part of our lives and sometimes we have that voice deep within and it's about time that we listen to that voice right so your book is about discovering the keys to serenity in our life and experiencing more harmony but you begin your book by exploring dissonance right so what is dissonance and what are some ways in which dissonance manifests in our life or is there in our life
0: yeah there are so many dissonances i was uh inspired to use that word dissonance because uh in music uh a, a dissonance is when when notes don't align and your ear perceives something that is not really melodious mm. but by the same token uh in music we use a lot of dissonances, and uh, you know a piece of music sometimes without the dissonance uh, is not really uh complete but the key is really for that dissonance to be to resolve uh, into consonants. And um, so when we translate this or transpose this to, uh, into our lives, we create a certain number of dissonances on a daily basis. And unfortunately, it doesn't resolve into consonants and it stays a dissonance. And we keep creating those dissonances on a daily, daily basis to the point where after a while... Um, they become a cacophony, right? So uh, this is why I use that word dissonance. And uh, to give you a few examples of distances that we create on a daily basis, um, in all areas of our lives, uh, when we eat, when we don't eat the right food, we don't drink the right water, we we don't think the right thoughts, we don't align our thoughts with our words, with our actions, so those are all kind of um contradictions, if I may say, uh, oh. which uh, in fact are creating uh, confrontations of energies. So this is the mm-hmm. difference for me.
1: Got it. So thanks a lot for sharing Action Tribe. As you know that we you know, deep down we have certain values in our life and we if we don't act in accordance With those values, then what results is dissonance. And in my terminology, it's energy blockages, right? Uh, And so we're looking at, uh, you know, different words, one from the perspective of energy healing and other from the perspective of vibration and music. And we're learning that, uh, you know, there are different ways in which we are creating dissonance. Now, Serge, uh, how did you discover music? You know, take us back to your childhood. You were born in France, right? Yes. So what was it like growing up in a did long you
0: say- time ago? <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, and uh, it, 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 it was wonderful. When I think back of it, uh, it, it was a wonderful period of my of, of my life. Um, mm. I actually uh, spent the first five, six years of my life in, in perfect harmony okay. and, and peace. Uh, I. My my dad took me fishing very early on a lake, and uh, so I, uh, as you as you said in the introduction, I, I established a, a a real kinship with water and nature as early as 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 five, four or five years old, and um, and then about the same time, one day I discovered a uh, a huge black instrument in the living room of our home, and um, and it was really a surprise because. My parents didn't play the piano, and mm. my mother hummed uh, classical music from time to time, operas. But uh, apart from that, you know, uh, nobody. I, I had no clue why this this thing came into our living room, and right. so this is how I uh, got to to play the piano. And when I and I share this in my book, when I I poked you know those few uh, keys on that yeah. piano, it, it just. Created some, I can still feel it to die. Uh, it, it, it just was totally magical. And uh, it created something, a resonance in my heart. And I, I couldn't explain at the time why, but mm-hmm. now I know why. And uh, so, yeah, to make a long story short in, in, that, in that sense, uh, I, I, I began to love the piano and uh, took lessons and then uh, uh, played uh, classic
1: Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. So you were in your living room and you saw this large black instrument and I'm sure you were curious. And the interesting part is your parents did not were not, you know, musicians, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the question then becomes whose whose instrument was it? I'm sure our listeners are wondering and are curious whose, you know, whose instrument was it?
0: That's a that's a good question. I never found out. I I unfortunately never broached the conversation too much with my parents. Uh, I believe that uh, the reason why they bought the piano was also because of a a social motivation, because at that time Mm -hmm. it was kind of considered a good thing for parents to have their kids play an instrument. So maybe that was one motivation but uh you i mean you know that we uh we are not just what we what who we are today we yeah. we have had karma we have had multiple influences throughout the ages and who knows yeah. how how things developed to make me become a a musician right so yeah that's all i, I can think of really
1: yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I'm finding it, and I'm finding so many confirmations these days that um, you know there are certain things that happen in our life, certain objects that we see, mm-hmm. interactions that we have, experiences that we feel that do not make sense in the current moment. But only as we look back, do they begin to connect the dots, and it makes sense. And then we try to wonder, wait, was this all a grand scheme of life wanting us to wanting us wanting us to go in a certain way, and then. Like you're pointing out maybe maybe there is a grand scheme, so thanks a lot for sharing yeah. that sharing that with us uh, I mean, talk to us about how about the influence of vibration in our everyday life because I think deep down people have that sense, yes, vibration is all there is, but give us an give us a glimpse into what your thoughts are on the influence of vibration in our day to day life
0: in my life or in in our life
1: uh in In our lives, so, you know, in, in general, our lives. So, well,
0: yeah. you know, uh, I'm sure uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people are not really aware, and this is totally understandable because uh, we are so distracted uh, by everything around us that uh, we we're, we're we're kind of uh, distracted by noise, by conversations, meaningless conversations very often. and uh, so we are not really aware of the vibrational nature of ourselves. Me being a musician, of course, I, I am more aware and, and I, I, I feel the vibrations of my piano. I, I have learned to, to be aware of the vibrations of, of food, of thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, because I have created the silence in my life i've learned to create the silence in my life to to listen to a tune and those are all of course uh musical terms and, yeah. and this is why i'm so um excited by the the metaphor of music as far as life is concerned because everything in life is in fact about music and vibration and frequencies and amplitudes and all those things that are so important but the thing is that for, for, the, for the greatest part, it's so subtle mm. that we don't pay attention and we don't hear it. And mm-hmm. a vibration doesn't have to be perceived or heard. Yeah, You know, that's the thing. It, 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 it happens in, in very subtle ways and, and very, very often the only way to, to perceive it is to be totally silent and to, mm-hmm. to attune to, to who we are.
1: Got it. So that's wonderful. I mean, as we are starting this interview, uh, you've pointed out the fact that we're using these different terms, musical terms, uh, Mm -hmm. physics, terms that relate to physics, resonance, frequency, vibration, uh, disturbance, dissonance, right? And so from one standpoint, one might think like we're having a scientific conversation, but in fact, science is music and vibration. It's all connected. And that's wonderful. I mean, I myself these days, especially I'm doing a lot of research into um into the human body uh, through the lens of the uh, the Vedas in India uh-huh. and uh, so you have the prana which is the subtle energy these streams of subtle energy forms that flow throughout the body and also according to Kashmir shaivism they say that there is a sense of subtle vibration throughout the universe and especially within us and unless we are quiet enough like you've alluded to, unless we're quiet enough, we'll never notice that faint vibration. And so the key then is to, as one of your chapters uh, mentions, is to build a sense of awareness, right? Because one of your chapters is master. one of the master keys to life is awareness. So what do you mean by that? Help us explore that topic a bit.
0: Yeah, awareness is is in fact the, the first key in my book, and I think it's really probably the most important key. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, because <laughs> when you look at the lives of people nowadays, we are so distracted, Like right? we, yeah. we were distracted by so many things. Uh, we have to go to work. Uh, there's too many, uh, uh, things coming into our lives, uh, technology, of course. Um, so, um. We need to become really aware of, of, of our inner music, I call it the inner music, uh, that plays. And this is very difficult to do, uh, because the only way to do it is, is really to, uh, to, to take time to, to create silence and to, to, to tune to those things. But you know, it took me a long, long, long time, and mm-hmm. and when I spent uh, you know twenty some twenty years around the river, that's where I I started to do that. But right. uh, honestly, when I was in in my business life, uh, traveling around the world and and having business meetings and eating quickly and doing this and that and that, yeah. I, I have to be honest, it was really hard to to do. So right. it's a real challenge for people who are in their mid lives or, or starting in their lives you know uh, trying to make a living to, to 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 pay attention to to their own vibration anyway. mm. although it is absolutely essential right
1: right right and and so you've pointed out to the fact that especially if we're living in the city we're constantly in a state of doing 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 and we have these long to-do lists right i mean <laughs> going to the grocery store or picking up the kids from work or, you know, getting this done, or there's a meeting assignment and there's this conference going on. So, you know, there's these huge list of things to do. And uh, when you're in that state of having to do the, you can't help but experience a lot of stress or maybe anxiety. And so you pointed out that you were in that place, but then the river helped you, right? The river was your mentor. So in what way did the river sort of allow you to experience more stillness in your mind?
0: Well, you know, water is magical. I'm actually right now preparing another book on water. And Mm -hmm. uh, The more I explore the subject, the more it seems that water is still a great mystery nowadays, that science has not uh, succeeded in explaining fully. Right. Uh, you know, we've been to the moon, but yet we don't <laughs> know exactly what water is about, and I don't know if we'll ever know, right. uh, because it's a very spiritual medium. But um, you know, when I when I went to the river, when I when I met the river where I lived for 20 years, I mean, my first objective was to catch as many fish. I was I was, a, I was a, a, a fly fisherman, and so. <laughs> you know, all I thought about is catch as many and release as many fish as I, as I could. Uh, but after a while, um, was it the sound? I, I know it sounds funny and weird. The river started talking to me in certain ways. I mean, was it its sound? Was it something that is much more uh, subtle, like a um, I, I voice, I, something that, that, penetrated my consciousness mm-hmm. and connected, and and it drove me to take more and more time sitting on a rock, right. watching and listening, and then attuning to myself, but also to, to nature, to the birds, to the eagles, to, to, to wildlife that came across. And so for me, it became a, a, like the, the seeker of fish <laughs> became a seeker of soul thanks right. to the river right and that's
1: how it started got it i mean that's that's so true and i'm sure that our listeners can relate to as well uh, even though they might be living in the city everyone has been outdoors at one point in life maybe to the river or to the lake i mean i for one since i'm in vancouver uh once in a while we go to squamish and on the way to squamish there's a Shannon Falls is a sort of river plus falls. Whenever I go there and when I stop, like you've mentioned, you know, just the flow of the river and the sound and the fact that the water is a bit cooler than usual and the ability to sit on the rock and just uh, be in a state of uh, meditation is so wonderful. And you don't even have to be a meditator. You just be in the river and you become one with it, which is beautiful. Uh, And speaking about river, what comes to my mind is flow. I mean, you're a musician. I go to the chance Center from time to time, which is in Vancouver, and I see the composer. I see the musicians. They're in a state of flow. They're in a state of, uh, you know, not worrying what the audience is thinking about them, but just performing. Mm-hmm. So, how do you, how do you, as a musician, as a composer, how do you maintain that state of flow? What, what's the key? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a tough one. But again, I mean, this is a this is a process, right? Mm. It's a very interesting question because. As far as I'm concerned, uh, when I played music, when I started playing music, I was always a little anxious uh, when mm-hmm. I say a little anxious, uh, always afraid of, of of doing mistakes, and I, I used to play by heart, right? without yeah. the score. so you 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 say to yourself, "Wow, you know, what if? what if if, if? And the more you think about it, of course, yeah. yeah you know right. but it took it took some t- time for me to discover this and so uh i like the river metaphor because the river in fact is not afraid of anything when you look at the river it, it flows around rocks it you know it's overflowing in the spring and it, it, it it's being silent in the winter and it just knows the river knows what to do and it's not it's not worrying about what happens uh, after the next band. <laughs> right. So here is another mm. very inspirational metaphor, right? Where the river, re- the, the river really lives in the moment, in the flow, yeah. right? And yeah. I think this is really the the key for a musician is to uh, to get rid of his ego or her ego, and um, you know have one thing. If if one thing has to be in his mind or her mind is. And I, I don't think mind, I think it's more the heart. <laughs> you mm-hmm. have to connect with your heart. It's to share the music with the mm. audience. And in my case, when I create or play uh, healing music, I want to heal myself also, and I want to heal the audience at the same time. So it's a sharing of things and not just disconnect with the ego. And say, oh, I want to impress you with my skills on the piano and this and that. No, All right. Play. Right, so mm. this is, I think, the key, and, uh, and and this is where improvisational music and, and, and music like jazz and stuff like that, yeah. uh, you know, have a particular sig- significance because they are all about improvisation and connecting with the uh, with the audience through through the heart and through the love of music and sound. Mm.
1: Action Tribe, here in Vancouver and in many parts of the world, we are moving into winter, which means a change in weather, less sunshine, lower temperatures, and an overall shift in energy. And all of this change can affect your mood, your sleep, your immunity, leading to more stress. Luckily, Ayurveda has a solution. And the team at Uveda, headed by my friend Guni Sodhi, has a variety of organic Ayurvedic supplements that can help you experience more balance, bliss, and peace of mind. They're My Healthy Mood Kit in particular contains a unique complex of Ayurvedic herbs, omega-3s and multivitamins that work synergistically to provide complete mood support. And the composition is tridoshik in a way that it helps balance unbalanced vata, pitta and kappa constitutions for all body types, which means a happy you And their products come in an easy to go daily dosage packaging, which eliminates the guesswork, especially if you got a rush to work in the morning. Now to encourage you to try it out, they've put together an amazing offer for Action Tribe, get a 35% discount. That's right. Just visit uveda.com forward slash Action Tribe or apply coupon code Action Tribe at checkout. If you've been on the fence to experience the power of Ayurveda, now is your chance. The link you need is y-o-u-v-e-d-a.com forward slash Action Tribe. Once again, that's youveda.com forward slash Action Tribe. Got it. And that's a very powerful point to make. I think, uh, you know, coming from a musician, and getting to know what happens in the mind of a musician or rather the heart of the musician. But like we're learning, the moment you're you know, coming on stage from the standpoint of ego, all you're wanting to do is impress and show how good you play the violin or the piano or how great you are or how composed you remain. But the moment you shift from that state to being from the heart thereof, wanting to heal the audience and wanting to really serve at the highest level, uh, whether or not you that's your best performance, that's when you're able to experience the paradigm shift and really, you know, deliver that masterpiece. Yeah, That's- I
0: have experienced it time and again, and 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 had, had, had you know occasions where I played uh, flawlessly, mm. but um, it didn't it didn't connect, and and you can see it, uh, you 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 can feel it. You cannot fool mm. people. Yeah. It's impossible. You cannot fool people, and then sometimes you make a couple of mistakes or things like this, and you keep playing and. And uh, but the audience appreciates it. And that's a matter of authenticity too. Yeah. So yeah. authenticity is really, really important. And that comes when you when you function from the heart, not from not from the not from the brain. Uh, from, you know, uh, brain is all about ego yeah. and fear most of the time. The heart yeah. is about trust and love and, and connection.
1: Got it. And that's why I love live performances so much is because, you know, these days it's become very powerful, popular to just stream music, right? Stream music, play a cassette or whatever that might be. But when it's a live audience, you're essentially curating this wonderful experience with the audience. And I've seen performances where somebody's playing the violin and one of their strings breaks. Mm -hmm. And then there's a silence and then there's an awkwardness. But the musician goes back, they get a new violin, or maybe in one case, they strung the violin again. And the audience is, in a way, supporting them and encouraging them. And so it becomes this crescendo of of beauty. Uh, So thanks a lot for sharing sharing this with us. Now, I'm curious about your story of deciding to come to Canada. Take us back to that moment when you had the idea. Like, where were you? And what was going on in your mind that made you want to sort of quit in a way and, you know, just go to Canada?
0: Well... I came to Canada because, first of all, I, I loved uh, nature. Canada, right. and, and, and from what I heard and from what I read and saw, Canada was the land of forests and rivers and lakes and oceans. And right. So for me, it was the Dorado of, uh, you know, for me, as far as mm-hmm. nature is concerned. Yeah. But um, I was, I was, I was in, the, in the height of my, of my career in, in, in fragrance marketing and, um, and, you know, and really uh, coming to the point where I felt empty. And totally mm-hmm. empty and, and, and realizing that life is not about, you know, uh, luxury and uh, first class hotels. And, uh, so it was really I, I, I really realized that everything was so shallow that uh, it was overwhelming. And from one day to another, I started to I, I decided to stop everything and um, say, OK, what can we do? I mean, I was not, no stranger to, 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 to foreign countries. For me, it didn't mean, you know, leaving uh, France because I've never been living in France all the time anyway, to start with. Uh, but uh, I, I just um, thought about Canada as I was very strongly attracted to Canada uh, mm. without knowing exactly why. But as I said before, uh, because of the mountains. And so we did it uh, with my wife. We decided to, to come across and uh, start a uh, totally crazy adventure, which everybody said, you know, uh, was absolutely not logical for somebody who was in a fragrance business. How can you imagine being successful creating a fishing lodge and, and a floating <laughs> fishing resort on top of right. that? you know? And uh, so anyway, um, that inspires People, I think, that example should inspire people to understand that when you have passion, when you have a vision, Mm -hmm. there is no obstacle that you cannot surpass, right? And we we proved that. I mean, it was not easy, but uh, it took us 10 years to establish the the business. But it was successful because it was our passion. And this is the greatest advice uh, I can give anybody uh Mm. young and 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 old is is to follow your heart follow your passion even though you're you're not fully prepared you might not be fully prepared for it you know intellectually or technically or whatever but when you feel it and again it's it comes from the heart go for it and you will be successful does that answer your question
1: oh yeah it absolutely does and if you could you know paint a picture for us a bit about the retreat that you had started in smithers right uh no no, this... no, no no no
0: no no sorry no no not at all uh the retreat we we went we um at that time we were living in vancouver and okay. um i wanted to create a, a a fishing resort that is in the middle of nowhere and of course when you looked at uh what happened on the coast there were all the resorts most of them were at that time uh, uh situated around camber river and mm. you know on the water it was like traffic downtown Vancouver. i mean you know one boat after the other and yeah. so i wanted to i had a vision i, I had a vision to provide people with the uh, an experience that was not just about fishing but with 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 comfortable uh accommodations great food right. uh, and, and in, in pristine wilderness because mm. and that's so we we discovered this by chance and so the idea was to fly people into that uh, resort right. and especially business people who uh, you know wa- wanted to go there for, for bonding and um, my god it was so much uh, more uh, powerful to establish connections than going to a golf uh, resort to get, right? (laughs) And it was not just about catching fish, it was about watching the eagles and watching killer whales come and surface, you know, close to your boat and things like that. So again, because I think the essential us is about nature. It's like music. We are Mm. made of music. We are made of nature. Nature and our nature are the same. So when we are in that environment, it allows us to to experience (laughs) feelings and emotions that that we cannot in a normal setting.
1: Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. And the reason why I wanted to go deeper was that uh, a lot of our listeners uh, are from around the world, different parts of the world, different countries. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to mention that uh, the province that we live in, British Columbia, and even Vancouver is so beautiful (laughs) that it's probably the only place in the world where you get to see you know, a beach and within 30 minutes, a mountain. And if you're lucky, some snow, and then you can just, you know, drive some more and get into the forest. And so you got this wide and very diverse ecosystem. Uh, And like you pointed out, it's all about adventure, right? You can just go into an adventure, see an eagle, see an orca and see otters and this rich uh, flora and fauna, which I think is a gift and the beauty oh, yeah. is that uh you know the, the government is protecting it and that's the that's the best part of it and so thanks a lot for for sharing that with us i you know sometime in the future want to go for one of these uh, you know fishing adventures it would be so awesome
0: oh absolutely uh,
1: i'll take some advice from you at that point
0: <laughs> if there's still fish in the in the in the, in the, in the ocean but that's yes. another that's another chapter but i mean this is very important and uh you, t- right. you talk about the government taking care of this but we uh, we still have a long Long ways to go, and right. uh, and then we are at a threshold now where we have to take some uh, some really big decisions as to our footprint and and what we do to uh, to the fauna and the fish particularly, yeah. because yeah. Uh, right, right now uh, you know uh, the returns of salmon and you have heard about uh, uh, whales uh, dying mm. and because they don't have enough food, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there is a huge issue there, right? And, uh, right. I'm happy actually uh, that i um, I got out of it, and um all, already at my, and during my time in this business we 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 tried to encourage release of uh, fish and 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 putting the accent on 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 watching uh wildlife more than catching and killing yeah. fish and and making the limits and and taking all that those fish home. oh yeah that's, absolutely. that's another chapter. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if I do go, I, I probably won't catch fish. I'll probably watch it. And to your point, I've <laughs> yeah. never really fished in my life, to be honest. Uh, but if I do go, it's going to be more about you know taking a set of binoculars and just watching yeah. the whales in their yeah. in their uh, in their environment. So that's something really is something that appeals to me. Uh, but you know, from nature, let's move on to quantum now because you do talk about the key to a quantum perspective. So what do you mean by quantum perspective?
0: Oh my As God, it relates to music. <laughs> oh my God, this is a huge, huge subject. And, and, and you know, Aditya, um, a lot of people are afraid of, of the word quantum. And uh, yeah. I was too, and I'm not a scientist. I'm Oops. to the contrary, I am. Uh... Lights are off, just to be. I was stick to you. Um, Sorry about that. In quantum. Uh, I'm not a scientist. My mind is not scientist at all. And right. you know, in in school uh, and, and 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 university, uh, those mathematics and physics were definitely not my forte. Right. Uh, and I want to say that uh, to to stress uh, the fact that you don't have to be a a um, a science a scientist to mm-hmm. understand what what quantum is. And the right. quantum is so complicated when you go into the scientific. Uh, dimension of it that definitely yeah uh, it's mind-boggling but this being said uh i look at quantum as at the quantum perspective as a uh, spiritual Mm. uh perspective because basically it is all about vibration again Mm. right um and when you talk about the laws of quantum, you know, like uh, entanglement and non-locality, basically, it all points to the fact that everything is connected. There is no separation. Mm-hmm. And so when I researched the subject, writing my book, I think, wow, yeah, this is, this is so exciting because this explains, you know, how we can, we can heal sometimes, not uh, going through scientific medical uh, modalities yeah. but uh connecting with energy and I think this is the future of of, of, of medicine uh, anyway. Uh it's, it's it's the the energetical aspect of ourselves and vibrations again. It all comes back to the music that we play. Yeah. Um because every organ, every every cell, uh, are musicians. Uh, the, the, I look at cells as musicians that that play within an orchestra. And as you read in my book, I, I like to you know to 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 consider ourselves the directors of that orchestra, which is a quantum orchestra, really, because yeah. every cell in itself is a is an orchestra, <laughs> and yeah. and and the director. Yeah. And then, you know, and then this is within uh, you have you have trillions of those little orchestras in your in your in your um, in your body. So how do they how do they create harmony? How do they manage to create harmony? Mm-hmm. And, and and what is the, the interaction really of all the other fields that are outside ourselves of our thoughts when you really think about that. You know, mm-hmm. I, you've got to just stop and be in awe uh, in front of what is called homeostasis right? and, um, and God's plan. I mean, I, I use the word God not in a strict religious uh, right. sense. I want to make sure that people understand that, but in a spiritual way. right? Yeah. So um, does that answer uh, your, your question in, in a certain <laughs> way? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I
1: think uh, we should all embrace the quantum perspective. Uh, And I think that can get confusing, but, uh, you know, like Einstein pointed out to, if you can't explain a concept to a six-year-old, then that needs more explanation, right? So I'll have to keep it super simple, like you've kept it super simple as well. And to me, it's just fascinating to understand that our intentions and our imagination and our thoughts can actually have a tangible effect on somebody across the world. I mean, I found it through my own energy healing that I've done with people that I know, they, you know, one person was having a problem in her, you know, stomach region, a lot of stomach pain. And we did a quick energy healing session. And, and I was not, you know, the first time I was doing it, I didn't expect much out of it. I said, let's try. But that person experienced a shift and they conducted some tests because they were being diagnosed with cancer almost. And those cysts that were there in her stomach. They dissolved and the doctors are surprised. And of course, when this happens, the doctors usually say, yeah, there was something wrong in the tests. But the truth is, like you pointed out, that, uh, you know, that's also science, but these are just science based on principles that we haven't discovered yet. Uh, Just like we're learning, you know, that there's the brain and we know so much about the brain, but we don't know much about consciousness. And there's a huge jump that we need to make, which forms the hard problem of the quantum jump. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so there's so much of studies being done right now about the hard problem of consciousness. And so they're saying maybe consciousness is the fundable nature of reality. And so like you've encouraged us to today, um, look at ourselves as this uh, quantum conductors uh, of ourselves, because if we realize that we can do this, that we are in fact in charge of our own life, then we can really navigate our own reality. And that's a beautiful idea. Thanks a lot. Not for sharing. Uh, now, on the same topic of quantum and quanta, and uh, you know, being the in charge of our own reality, talk to us about uh, effortlessness. Because as I'm saying this word effortlessness, I'm sure everyone wants to experience more of this experience, right? So, as a musician, as a master conductor, talk to us about how you manifest effortlessness in a concert when you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people watching you yeah right that could be a pretty tense situation yeah. so what's going on in your mind and right. how do you sort of uh, access that state of effortlessness
0: oh, that's a fantastic question and and it's not easy to honest to 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 answer right Beca- because it's not just one thing right. uh effortless comes from 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 many 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 different sources and um Again, you, you look at the river, and the river flows effortlessly. <laughs> and because it's not afraid, it doesn't care about the next band, and, and, and it doesn't burden itself with, with uh, you know, what's upstream, what's downstream. It flows in the moon. And so I have learned, to, after many, many years, uh, playing the piano, to, to, to come into a zone where I, I don't think about the note. Mm. I, I I don't think about the notes. Now when I play classical music, it's different. It's it's different, but even playing classical music it it I don't think about the notes. I, I, I think about the the con the, the whole piece. I connect with with the spirit of the uh, of the composer who composed the piece because I know his life or her life. And and so I I I you know I try to play that music in accord with what I perceived that person was. Um, And I just let my heart dictate the move. And and again, uh, as soon as, and and I'm not saying I I do this successfully every time, each time, it's very hard to do. But it's a process. And the more you experience it, the more you go like, aha, wow, why did, why did that flow so easily well because yeah. <laughs> i didn't think about this i didn't think about that i didn't i didn't burden myself with mm. with, with extra energies that were uh destroying the flow so it's a matter of how should i say that? just simplifying mm. simplifying now this being said you got to prepare you got to know. I mean, I, I haven't come to that stage playing the piano effortlessly by a magic wand. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I work. I you have to practice hours and hours so that kinetically, your, your fingers, uh, you don't have to think about your, what your fingers do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about the whole picture. And, and only then can you achieve that. that that, that flow, that effortlessness right? and it's mm. it, it's the same in 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 all matters of life, I think right uh, mm-hmm. right now we're talking we're talking in a wonderful way, which is authentic and and not prepared and not looking at notes and things like this, and this is why we create that flow right mm-hmm. uh not that we haven't prepared, you don't know what you're doing uh, or okay, <laughs> but you you know what I mean here
2: yeah
0: uh, it's it's just that that format works well because we we just speak. I think both you and I are uh, from from our heart and not not strictly from our uh, from our brain.
2: Yes, yes,
1: absolutely, and I agree with that completely, one hundred percent. And to your point of, uh, uh, and I'm glad that you've alluded to the fact that it's important to practice so that you don't have to worry about the actual stuff that you're doing. I mean, Bruce Lipton, Dr. Bruce Lipton had mentioned that one of the most powerful ways to access your subconscious mind is to do a lot of practice because the way you practice is like driving a car. You don't really think about driving a car these days, especially if you've driven for many years, you're just focusing on something else because that happens automatically. And like you pointed to, when it comes to music, if you've practiced enough, like they say 10,000 hours or something like that, but many years, but if you do that, then you don't have to think about the individual notes that you're hitting on the piano, but then like you've magically put, you're, you're connecting with the with the energy of the composer who originally created this piece of Absolutely. music. And yeah. that's like a different level of music altogether. So you're con- connecting with the energy of the composer, you're connecting in with the energy of the of the audience mm-hmm. through the heart so that mm-hmm. you're able to heal them. And then also in a way, you're you're synchronizing with the other musicians on the stage, right? Because you have to be in sync. And so for the logical conscious mind this will be impossible absolutely but for the subconscious mind which is the hive mind or the collective conscious mind quantum. as well right. on a quantum level yeah. it's it's flow that's that's wonderful thanks a lot for sharing that with us now i'm sure that our listeners who are watching whether they're in transit or whether they're at home or maybe on the way you know back to home on from work they're wondering in their minds that you know i'm probably never going to be a concert musician on the stage in front of thousands of people at a a philharmonic orchestra, right? But how do they on an individual level tap into their individual uh, inner artist or musician? How can each of us experience more passion or more creativity in our day-to-day lives? What advice or what action step do you have for us?
0: Wow. Well, you know, it, it, this is a conversation I have very often with my wife, who, uh, who who keeps telling me that she she doesn't have a passion, she she's not creative, she's not this, she's not that, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, I I keep telling her uh, one day you will experience it. Uh, it's not by wanting to be creative that you are going to be creative it 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 is a matter of of again disconnecting from all the things that burden our 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 brains and our our systems uh the anxieties the fears the the conditioning uh all those things that interfere to to create a certain idea of ourselves uh which is not necessarily who we are so We have to disconnect with all that and and jettison all those things to reconnect with our voice. We all have a voice like we have, you know, uh, fingerprints that are unique, Uh, like the snowflakes that are unique. We are in our own way a snowflake. We are we are unique and we have a mission. We all have a mission. Not necessarily to write books or to you know to play music or to sculpt or to do this. We have a mission, and when we when we do when we connect with that, and we this can only be done through meditation and through accessing, you know, our inner self and accessing a a, a, a level of, of higher consciousness uh, versus the consciousness that we need to function in everyday life. So we need we need really, and I think. In one word, we, we need to, to create space and to, to take time, sacred time, a day. Everybody can do that. You know, five minutes, ten minutes, especially in the evening when you, when you go to bed or in the morning when you wake up because that's where, where you connect the, in the easiest with your subconscious and you know and ask and pray uh, that is very important too i found you you just ask uh you know please help me discover who i am mm. and um and you will sooner or later sometimes it takes a whole life <laughs> i mean in my case uh it took it took fifty fifty 50 years to to discover who i was you know? yeah. although i had english sometimes People never discover it. Sometimes yeah. young people discover very early who they are with such intensity, and that and that they 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 live their life with passion, and they're successful. That's the key to success. But I mean, yeah. holistic success, not just financial success.
2: Yeah,
1: got it, got it. Uh, yeah, I was just watching a video the other day where uh, one of the Swamis who was on was talking about Vedanta and talking about you know different lives, different lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like, like you've pointed out, too, sometimes finding your calling or finding your true art it can take years. It can take a whole lifetime. And then you have these instances where there's a child prodigy that is born. And right from two or three years old, they're so good at something. Mm-hmm. But people look at just one life. Maybe in the previous life, they didn't find it all their life. And the next life is like, I'm not going to waste any time or I found what I need to do. So that's it. Uh, but, you know, uh, and yeah. so
0: look at Mozart, right? I mean, yeah. or other musicians. I mean, you know, <clears throat> absolutely. So that that is also something that should uh, inspire us to to realize that our present life is not the whole story, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So,
1: I actually, try to access the show notes for this episode. Visit my seven chakras dot com forward slash three two f- three five four my seven dot com forward slash three five four and if you are enjoying the session on your iPhone or your Apple device then make sure that you have a subscribe button okay just look closely there's a subscribe button make sure you hit that because this will ensure that you do not miss on any of the new episodes that we have in store for you and we've got some amazing guests also coming up in the future who I ca- can't name right now but you got to hit that subscribe button to ensure that you stay notified. Uh, So music washes away from the soul, the dust of everyday life. This is an amazing quote by Bertold Aubach, Action Tribe. This is silent, but it's very powerful. Never underestimate the power of uh, music and what it can bring to your life and the state that it can bring you to, whether you're feeling sad or you're worried or tense or you're feeling a bit depressed music can really transform your energy and allow you to tap into a mindset of hope and assurance. And I know that you agree with that deep down. So no matter what challenge you're facing right now, put on some music and shake a leg because you will feel better in minutes. And even better, go out and attend a live orchestra or maybe just see Surge perform. Yeah. Because that sort of experience is the ultimate experience to hear it live as it's being played, and to be able to experience the vibration and the emotion and the excitement of the crowd, that's powerful. And you will feel the difference because, like we're learning today, music washes away the dust of everyday life. So, Serge, talk to us about a time when you had to go through a very difficult situation. What did you go through? And then, how did you overcome it?
0: Whoa. <laughs> I I have to be honest, I, um, I, um, I never went through a very, 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 very difficult situation. I, uh, was very blessed this way. Although, no, I should, I should say that recently, um, I, um, I faced something quite, uh, quite dramatic, um, uh, uh, personally, privately, uh, but, um it's it's a it's a very difficult question because we are all different people and and we we um we react in different ways uh, I, I i like to to take the metaphor of a um of the ocean i used to to surf quite a bit in my younger years and um I like to 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 compare things to a to a wave that forms in front of you, and if you panic when that wave comes and you try to 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 swim away from it, it will crush you. Uh, so the only the only way to to ride that wave is to is timing and to get on top of it at the right time and then ride with it, or plunge under it, and uh, wait till it, you know, passes over top, and then swim and try to meet the other wave uh, in time to to find that this synchronization. So uh, I'm thinking back at the times where I was overcome by panic and anxiety when I was in the middle of playing a piece, and and, and then uh, making mistakes. Uh, so it is a matter of, not of running away from your anxiety or from your fear, but it's a matter of um, confronting it in a, in a gentle way, making almost a friend out of it. And then you will find that in a, to a certain extent that fear or that anxiety makes you stronger. And, um, and 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 again always stay with your heart. Um, because again, as we said before, if you try to analyze things and to think in about things in intellectual terms, you would experience more fear and more anxiety and, uh, and, and and it's you know either fight or run, but the, the, the heart talks a different language. And uh, it's about transformation and transformation, transmutation of of the fear energy into trust and inner power. No matter no matter what the situation is, and this is why uh, some people said, "Why did you choose the word serenity in your book instead of happiness?" And, and I think this is why serenity is important because serenity is precisely that state of heart not of mind mm. that allows you to to face anything in life it.
2: thanks
1: a lot for sharing Action tribe i hope that you're enjoying today's session and you have a renewed sense of enthusiasm about your life today we spoke about the resonance of life and how you can indeed become the composer and conductor of your own life it's never too late Don't feel like you're too old or you're too young or too fat or too skinny or maybe too broke or too dull to transform your life because that sacred potentiality resides in each and every one of us. And usually there's so much disturbance in our mind, so much dissonance that we fail to even recognize it. And it's true. There's a lot of noise around us. And people trying to convince us that we need to buy this or have that and aim for this and qualify for that. Or even afford this or pay for that, right? It never ends. And we have been sold a lie. Because the truth is that you already have the light within you. You already have everything that you need to experience true happiness, true serenity and abundance and joy for whatever reason and for no reason at all. And you have what it takes to recognize your true self. Because like Osho, the philosopher and the leader once told us, drop the idea of becoming someone because you already are a masterpiece. You cannot be improved. You have only to come to it, to know it, and then to realize it. So well said. That. <laughs> well Thank said. you. And so with that, we come to the last round for today, which is the wisdom round. Four questions that need four short but action-packed responses. So... Serge, what is the best piece of advice that you have received in your life?
0: Oh my well i I can think back at 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 my uh, at my mother who always uh, said to me, um, "Turn your tongue seven times in your mouth before you speak." <laughs> uh, and uh, I keep thinking about that, and not that I'm doing that, but i I, I think that what is important, I transposed it into breathing yeah. and, and try to to breathe uh, deeply before I do something or before I say something or when I am in conversations or in interactions. And of course, when I am playing music, uh, you know, key is, that's another thing that, you know, I, I didn't do when I was, in, in my younger years, uh, when I was on stage, I used to to, to you know pace uh, backstage, back and forth, back and forth, breathing shallowly and uh, getting more and more excited and anxious. And then uh, when it came to 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 play the piano, uh, you know, I can remember very precise situations where I you know I. I start playing right away and uh, my god i was you're running towards the catastrophe uh and it's so much easier when you take your time and you you breathe and and you know breathing is actually i think the most important thing breath we we all breathe so shallowly um, you know because it's if we don't breathe we die of course but we are not aware of our breath and um A lot of people say, I know, I know, I know I should do that, but you don't do it. So, you know, I think this is probably the best piece of advice that I ever received in a different way, but uh, which we can give people uh, uh, who listen to us is to take time to to breathe and to connect with. That's a a fantastic way of connecting with who you are and, and resetting the clock, really before you get carried away and uh, say the wrong things or, <laughs> or, or do the wrong things or act or behave in a silly way. Uh, if you could
1: turn back time and spend one hour with someone who is living or dead,
2: who would it be? Oh.
0: I think it would be Franz Liszt, Musician. composer, Or Chopin. I'm very, uh, very attracted to these people. I love their music, or, uh, or Schubert. Uh, these are all people who, uh, who love nature, who of course did fantastic music, and uh, I keep dreaming about coming back um, in my next life as, uh, as a real, pianist uh, composer. I mean, I don't consider myself as a, concert. I, uh, I play the piano to, 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 to heal myself and to heal people, but uh, I'm not a concert pianist. that's a totally different ball game. but yeah, I often dream that I could come back as somebody like that. Now I honestly, I don't know to which extent it is my ego or, or my heart speaking. I don't know yet, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably what it would be.
1: And if you could uh, recommend one book. For our listeners today,
0: my of course. <laughs> sorry, no, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, Aditya, uh, there's so many books too. Um, I, it's hard for me to make a choice. I was thinking about that this morning again. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I was going to say Bruce Lipton and Joe uh, Spencer. And Bruce Lipton is, a, is, of course, a hero of mine. And and I, I, I cite him quite often in my own book. And a uh, very nice person as well, uh, not just a, a brilliant uh, uh, scientist. Um, but um, there is a book that I have been reading again and again and again. And it's called... Uh, the uh, Seven Mysteries of Life by uh, Guy Murchie, yeah. and uh, it's not a recent book. He re- he's written that in uh, nineteen seventy-five or something like uh, that. But it's a, um, as it says, it's an exploration of science and and philosophy, and and he writes this with such wit and, and, and intelligence, uh, you, you can't put it down. And it's, it's a wonderful way of inspiring people. You talked about inspiration before, right? I think the bottom line of anything, whether it's music or a book or something, somebody talking is inspiration. And, 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 and this is when, when, when it connects to your heart and you say, wow. And you turn the pages and you, and you go back to it mm-hmm. and every time there's something else opening in there, and and it gives you a a quantum view of life again, meaning that everything is connected, right?
1: Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for sharing Seven Mysteries of Life, Action Tribe. Would you like to receive one book for free? Because Audible.com, as many of you know, offers Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out this new way of consuming a book, which is through listening to a book rather than reading a book. And that way, you can have hundreds of books in your phone and listen to it in transit or on your way to work, uh, like a podcast as opposed to reading the book physically, right? So if you like this service, if you're curious, if you're fascinated, then you can get it for free. Uh, go to my 7 forward slash free book, my 7 chakras. Forward slash free book. I'm not sure if this particular book is available, Seven Mysteries of Life, but make sure that you search and find it out for yourself. Um, so sir, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about all these different fascinating topics that relate to vibration and to life. Uh, before you go, what is that one thing that you're grateful for? And how can we find you online? And how can our listeners get a copy of your book?
0: Well. Uh... I'm grateful for my life for, for being, I'm 70 years old and uh, I'm grateful for being in good health and, uh, and being allowed to, to enjoy life and to, to, um, to, to keep seeking and finding new things every day. Uh, This is what really makes life worth living. Uh, uh, And, and of course I'm, um, I'm grateful for, for, for the so-called talent that um, that the universe gave me. Uh, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, to, to playing music and uh, and, sh- and, and and having the, the opportunity again to to inspire. This is something that I'm very grateful uh, for to, to to be able to inspire people to to music and to writing and to speaking occasionally and uh, and, and making a difference so uh when you ask me where my book is available uh it's available at uh at amazon uh it's available uh in uh practically all stores if you want to order it it's uh in Vancouver it's available at banyan books of course and, uh uh it's available in chapters uh yeah so uh the only thing which is not available yet is a um a uh, a musical version of it, uh, like, uh, what you said uh, before, uh, you know, um, uh, an audio book, uh, uh, which I think I'm going to do uh, one of these days, uh, along with my music playing in the background. So that would be a great idea. I think yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I am yeah, grateful indeed. to you uh, Aditya for, for giving me the opportunity to share all these things with, with, with you and your audience, obviously. Thank you so much
1: thank you thank you and we'll definitely have the link to your book so our listeners can you know order a copy of your book online when they visit visit our show notes uh yeah and action tribe before we end if you enjoyed today's episode and if you consider yourself an action taker and if you feel a sense of connection with us then you'll definitely love the action tribe inner circle experience where you'll have access to mentors who will provide you training in a variety of exciting topics including discovering your purpose, activating your intuition, learning about yoga philosophy and uh, dissolving your financial blocks, all of that. And we're right now working with all the teachers to curate some amazing masterclasses. So if you're curious and would like to be notified as soon as we launch, then go to my 7 forward slash wait list, my 7 forward slash wait list. I've got something really special in store for you, and it's for everyone, right? So if you're on Instagram, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me. Many of you know that my handle is at my7chakras, at my7chakras. And finally, if you've got a question, comment, observation, or some experience that you'd like to share from today's episode, if something struck you within, then make sure you reach out aj at my7chakras.com, aj at my7chakras.com, and I'll be sure to forward the message to Serge. So, Serge, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about the power of music and bringing harmony into our life, and also taking us one step closer to a human revolution.
0: Thank you for listening to My Seven Chakras at mysevenchakras.com. That is my s e v e n chakras.com.